Good morning. Today we're talking the muse and the ritual. A little bit of giving thanks and a little bit of transitions. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, lovely people of the planet. This is Jeffo. This is the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast, where we have discussions about transitioning. Hey, good morning. Transitioning from. Whoa, that dude is going so fast. Feels very unsafe. <laughs> where were we? As I was saying, this is the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast. And uh, folks, I'm just a dude on a bicycle. I don't know anything. Working to evolve as a filmmaker, as a writer, poet, human being. Thanks for joining me on the ride. How's your ride this week? Mine is feeling very fractured a little bit. Very fractured a little bit, I know. I'm contradicting myself there. No, I'm feeling a little fractured. We were out of town over the weekend and so, hey, good morning on your left. We were out of town over the weekend and so didn't get the uh, usual stuff done. Get, I usually uh, kind of plan out the week of podcasts on the weekend and we were busy packing boxes for some friends. Worked out very well. We'll see them here in Boise in a couple weeks. Super excited about that. So on Monday, we talked about where does art come from? And for me personally, I believe that art is a space. It is a type of frequency or um, consciousness maybe that humans can connect with where kind of art already exists. There is a certain summation and maybe that's just inspiration. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know that I can know. I don't know that I want to know because the thing is, is that it's like a secret space and no matter finally a nice wall ride I haven't had a nice wall ride in a while have we but it's kind of like a secret space that you can dip into for ideas and inspiration and also kind of to keep going although like stamina and continued like sustaining inspiration that's kind of a different thing that falls into practice for me we talked about how the ancient, a lot of ancient folks kind of believed that art was a gift from the gods or they actually wanted art to be amused themselves and so would inspire humans to uh, create art for them on their behalf. There's that fat cat again. I've been seeing these fat cats over there. Kind of fun. So again, this is kind of a part two of uh, I reread... Uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield on the weekend on the way home on the plane and uh, was reminded of so many things I get uh, all this what what he calls well we're not gonna get into that the thing that I wanted to talk about today was this interfacing with this art space with our higher selves with um, the higher ideas of humanity with the universe how do we get in sync? Can we get in sync by transitioning from one space, which is the regular world, into another space, which is 
a creative space or an artistic space, depending on how you like to look at all that. Either way works. You, folks, you gotta find your own way. That's the whole thing. I'm just telling you how it kind of works for me. So for me, the transition is really important. So morning routine, and the, like every artist has their own little habits and idiosyncrasies. Like uh, Edith Wharton, no, Virginia Woolf and uh, Ernest Hemingway like to stand up to write. Hey, on your left, brother. Hey, good morning. They like to stand up to write. Others like Mark Twain, Bruce, Edith Horton, I think it's one of these, James Joyce, they like to uh, recline while they were writing. I don't know how that works physically because they were all writing longhand, you know. <laughs> By the way, there's a scene in Iron Man 2 where, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Hammer is, uh, is that his name? For crying out loud. Anyway, he says, I'm going to make it look like Ulysses was written in crayon. <laughs> it's the best joke in the whole film because James Joyce was losing his eyesight and he was basically writing Ulysses on these like large like 30 inch by 40 inch pieces of paper and using pastels like crayons. So essentially Ulysses was written in crayon so that he could see it because his eyes were deteriorating. So I think that's a funny little joke. I wonder how many people get that joke. It's a rare little thing. I'm not saying I'm special. I just have a certain pro proclivity toward minutia. A certain minutia. I was trying to quote Glenn Gould there. Another, yeah, I know. I'm a nerd. I don't care. This is how I do it. So we have that transition of getting into the creative space. And so for me in the morning, that's taking a shower. That wakes me up a little. I'm a slow waker. I don't wake up quickly even like when I'm excited about something. Still takes me a second. So uh, I take a shower. I either put on coffee or tea or maybe some mushrooms. Some of that mushroom tea stuff. Although it's not really tea, I guess. And then I go in my office, maybe turn on music, maybe not, kind of depending on the kind of work that we're doing. And I sit down at my desk the night before, I always clear off my desk at the end of the day, put my notebooks out, put my glasses out, or my readers. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun thing to have to remember nowadays. You don't just sit down to write anymore, you gotta get your glasses out. I've got special glasses in my office, special ones for reading at night in the bedroom, special ones that uh, I keep in the bag for the just-in-case times. And one of the things is, uh, I don't like to eat anything until I've written for at least an hour and a half. Nothing but the tea or coffee, that is. There's just something about it. I think being hungry and writing, for me, works. It, gets, it helps me get into that, hey, good morning on your left. Helps keep me in that physical space. I believe that art is a physical thing, I think, especially when you're writing music or poetry or anything, really. You gotta find the rhythm of it. And I think when I'm hungry, I'm easier, I'm, it's easier for me to find the rhythm of the thing. But one of the things that Pressfield talks about 
is invoking the muse. That is, you know, at the beginning of like the Odyssey, all the classic Greek stuff, you know, there's that invocation to the muse at the beginning. And usually it starts off something like singing me, O muse, of the story of. And then it's basically a quick way to let the audience know also, hey, this is the story we're about to hear. This is a summary of the story we're about to hear. But they invoke the muse. Hey, I'm gonna laugh, lovely people. But it's also a way, I guess, Pressfield was talking about how some ancients must have evidently believed that it was so that you get the right muse. Because if you're going to tell a particular story, or if you're going to sing a song, or you're going to tell a poem, or you're just going to tell a story, you want to make sure that you contacted the correct muse for the task at hand. So singing me, O muse, the story of that man who know the man of all ways of contending, is that the way that the Odyssey starts out? And oh brother, where art thou? It's kind of based on the Odyssey. How the folly of man keeps us from getting home. But then when they get home, there's a ceremony, a ritual. And so that's the other thing that I'm curious about is what are your rituals for art making? I had an artist, she's a, I think primarily a sculptor, but I think she's done paintings too. Sorry, out on Instagram talking about how does she stay in a space once she starts working on a sculpture? How does she return to that emotional space of that sculpture? And I was really fascinated by this because with poetry, once I get that line, that first line that sets the poem off, that's like, okay, now I've got a poem here. It brings me back to that emotional place or that creative space where I was when that line happened uh, originally. So I thought that was interesting to consider that as a sculptor, your materiality is obviously different and it's always changing. And so how do you enter that again as a sculptor or as an artist, as a visual artist? I don't know. If any of you do have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear them because those are the kinds of things that are really helpful for artists, especially those of us who are emerging or like me, I'm moving into a new area, you know? been writing poems and music for a long time, but now moving into film. Ooh. Oh, it's Thursday. Yeah, see, classes just started, was it last week or the week before? Now forget the routines. Tuesdays and Thursdays are busy, busy days. Cleaning up the tennis courts. They haven't been blaring their music this year, which is kind of nice. Hey, good morning on your left. It's mayhem on the campus. <laughs> so what are your uh, rituals, your morning rituals? Um, I read this cool article on um, the Art of Manliness blog. He was talking about ritual and how, like he was talking about like big rituals, like how weddings are demarcations of you're a single person and now you're a couple or uh, you know like bat, mitf bat, mit bat mitzvahs and uh, uh, what do you call it coronation not coronation consecration confirmations in the Christian church usually that is 
the time when young people go from when young people go from being children to being adults and there's a ritualized ceremony around this to help people understand that we were in one space and now we're in another space so I'm trying to build out a ritual that will help me in the morning's transition more easily. I've kind of got my routine, but I want to ritualize it a little bit. Um, Pressfield was talking about how you also give thanks to the muse, and you hear this in blues music a lot, especially in live performance, not so much on recordings, but you know, say, oh, this is a tune by so-and-so, and I learned it from so-and-so, and it's a way of giving thanks to the people that came before them. Um, I really dig that about the blues. When you're, when you're getting to hear it live. So I've been trying to incorporate that. I don't know how to do that, because I don't do that. I'm a very superstitious person, of course, but uh, <laughs> I believe in all the spiritual realms. I'm a happy agnostic. I believe in all of it. However people connect, it's a great thing. Speaking of however people connect, folks, if, uh, if you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. And no matter what your bicycle is, I hope you have a moment to get out on it today. This weekend, got big plans this weekend. Love to hear about them. Hit me up on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Morning Ride Pod, or you can leave comments on the on each of these episodes out on the website MorningRidePodcast.com, um, or email me Jeffo MorningRidePodcast.com. I love hearing from you. Love hearing about your ride. It's really helpful. I don't want these to just be discussions of some dude <laughs> monkey on a bicycle. Uh, just talking about how I do it. I'd love to involve you in the discussion. Hey, if you're in uh, the Boise area and want to ride with me, let's do that. I'd love to ride with someone else. I haven't, haven't gotten to be on someone else's ride in a long time. would love to do that. Um, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. If you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Um, this is the only ride we get. So grateful to be on it with you.